Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Welcome into the Triple Option. It's Thursday, so I'm going to stand up. I think this is a good, we're going to try something new here. We're going to stand up. Uh, Pierre Nujum. Fox 9 Minneapolis uh, joins me now. We have a lot to talk about today. Crazy week three schedule, which we'll get into, uh, obviously, in our picks, uh, but also maybe a little bit here in this first segment. Uh, but, Pierre, here's one of the reasons I think I should stand up. Uh, I don't know if you're a proud owner of an Apple Watch like I am. I'm not, unfortunately. Okay. So, um, Apple, sponsor us. Give Pierre a watch. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, uh, I have this Apple Watch, and it has a, uh, a fitness setting. And so part of the fitness is if you turn it on, it will remind you to stand up once an hour for 12 hours for one minute, which is like, this is how bad Americans are at fitness just generally, that Apple has decided that like, listen, part of your fitness should just be stand up for a minute, for a minute, for one minute, just stand up for a minute. And then, and then it says congratulations, which is the lowest bar in my life I've ever cleared for a congratulations. Like, wow. It's just, it'll be like, you did it. You stood up for a minute. <laughs> we just keep going lower and lower. The bar just continues to just go all the way down to the ground and sometimes even beyond the ground. Like, like that's, that's something I would tell like a 90-year-old man I'm trying to get to yeah. use his walker. Like, hey, all I need you to do is stand up for a minute. Just one minute yeah. and see how it feels. I know, I know you're you know, in pain and it's great, but you got to loosen up. Like if I was his physical therapist, and then a minute I'd be like, "There you go, Earl. You got it. Let's do. Not let's do it." <laughs> not a kid. Next, next thing you know, you're going to be running the forty and four four flat. No, yeah. no, no time. Let's go. I got you some new tennis balls for the bottom of that thing. Let's roll. You know, like that's that's what it is. But I'm going to stand up because we have to. Here's another thing we have to do when we do the pick 'em at the in the third segment. We have to like rapidly clear this set. Yeah, because yeah. we're live and doing things. And Pierre, as a live TV person, you know the chaos that happens when you have to clear a set. Um, well, not, not so much this time. Not so much this time, but the you know how it is. Like, you get a little chaos, but now we don't have to do that. I wish at some point or another we've got to put a behind-the-scenes uh, like type video of it. Because people at home, you people at home watching local TV... You have no idea what goes on to like make a broadcast like happen in between commercial breaks, right before the show. Just the anarchy that goes down in local TV broadcast news. You have no idea. Yeah, I, I have a favorite story that involves you. Oh, yeah. uh, that has involved you uh, because it's funny because you guys were both, you and Nikki were both our friend Nikki Lorenzo, who's in Sacramento now, yes. but our, our very yes. good friend. She uh, told me a story, and I'll leave out some of the other details because it. It gets a little, it gets a little weird um, about one of the other guys in the story who is not involved in this conversation. But she like. By the way, I have no idea where this story is going. I am just as eager as everybody else to hear where this is going. But like, you have like three minutes between 
you know, in a commercial break, maybe maybe four on like yeah. an extent, like, you know, you're coming on after a game and you're trying to fill some time and you don't really have to worry about the paid commercial that's coming on after you late. But you only have like four minutes, but she spilled like a whole bottle of water on herself between breaks. And so everybody had to kind of like help her. You know what I'm talking about now? You know what I'm talking I, about? I don't remember. I don't remember this specifically, but that sounds like something she would do. Yeah, like spill the whole bottle of water on herself. So everybody's trying to like be very nice and gentlemanly and like help her clean up and reset. Like, oh, the, we got to rechange the mic, you know, here because now it's got water right. on it and we don't want to cut out. So you got three minutes to do all this stuff. And uh, I'll just say that your weatherman came in <laughs> and was like, hey. Can I get in on that? <laughs> oh, oh, man, oh, man. Yeah, so. <laughs> Spice, spicy times at KCEN. Yeah, but uh, that was like the story she said, like, this is the weirdest thing just happened. And then I think it was on a group text, and then Peter's like, you are an embarrassment. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> so, that is definitely something, like, it's something I would say to her. That definitely yeah. sounds like something I would say. But yeah, say. so those things happen. So we, we're aiming to eliminate that because I am not what you would call agile. Like, I'm very clumsy. My wife tells me about it all the time. Uh, right. So anyway, Peter. Here. This is a crazy good week in college football. Ohio State, Notre Dame, Oregon State, Washington State, Florida State, Clemson, Oregon, Colorado. Um, you know, Penn State and Iowa is really interesting. Dude, I mean, like, there is, if you want to just sit and park it and watch from 11 o'clock until, until midnight or 2 o'clock in the morning if you're Colorado, Colorado State last week, if, you're, yeah. if you want to do that, if you have that kind of free time, this is the perfect weekend for you. You send me the pickums. I know we're going to get to the pickums later in the show. And you send me the pickums today. And I said, this is easily the hardest week of mm-hmm. the season so far. Easily, easily. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I'm I'm very fired up about it. Um, I say I'm fired up like I'm as a fan. I'm terrified. I'm absolutely yeah, terrified. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, Florida I, State I, and Clemson, seven year run of not winning. It's it, I'm you know. living. I'm currently living in fear of, you know, the pick'em segment this week because I was like, is this the week, I, you know, the shoe, the other shoe finally drops on me? Because I've had a pretty good run so far, but I looked at the pick. I said, oh, God, I'm going to have to do whatever it is Paul pulls out of a hat and Lord knows what I'm going to have to do next week because this week's picks are just that. It feels like every single game is a toss up. Yeah. So this week we will not be witnessing a punishment. Uh, just so you know, you yes. will, um, we're going to maybe suggest some songs for the punishment, but Jack and Levi tied. So I believe that meant duet, right? Oh, absolutely. That's what I was interpreted to, to it being. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, um, I'm going to give them because they're both very nervous about that particular one. They're not karaoke people. So I'm going to give them some time to get it together and figure it out. I also I, I, might, because we're, we don't have any punishments, we might throw in a button of uh, you get to swap punishments with somebody. So, oh, okay, I like that. Yeah, that I way. Like that. You know, that would be, that's interesting to me because I remember on last week's show, the guys were talking about how they are more afraid of doing karaoke than being in a porta potty for a whole segment. And I'm thinking to myself, that, that, what is, what, what, what? I, I would much rather get up there and sing and sing terribly than have to do a whole segment of Porter Potty, my friend. I was kind of hoping my punishment would be karaoke, to, to be yeah, quite honest same. with you. Easy, yeah. no problem. Yeah, again, you get a couple in me. I am, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. like there's... Karaoke, 
We're doing karaoke in our place like when no one's around. It's just that now that people's in front of us, what's the difference? Yeah, look, if I'll tell you, if you can't, if you can't, I'm, this is a great date night tip. For anybody, if it's bad weather, you can't go out. Like, this probably happens to you a lot in Minneapolis lot. where you've got plans and you're like, all right, we're going to go out. And then you have like a freak snow drift blow yes. in uh, yes. and you don't have anything. Drinks at your, your house with your, your, your beloved and yes. you just do karaoke. Easily. Yeah. Like, that, that's, that's an easy thing. Not only, not only has that already been done. But, you know, it's 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 yes, like a freak snowstorm could happen. But a lot of times in the cold of winter, it's like, well, it's either we stay inside and do something or we go outside and die because yeah. it's that cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. so, you know, you know, I right, Pierre, yeah. we're we're 25 percent into the season now. Yeah. And outside of Michigan State, you know, there's there's not there's some coaches that are like Nevada. They haven't won in a very long time. That coach is on the hot seat. But there are some kind of weird ones, like Billy Napier at Florida was only in his second year. But, you know, that first game against Utah, like, oh, what have they done? Then they pull off a big upset and drill Tennessee last week. Um, you know, uh, Dave Aranda here at Baylor, you know, it's, it's kind of a nebulous situation right now. If they don't show some energy, you know, they might be put in a, a position to make a decision on, on Dave Aranda. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're close to that yet. But again, if they start to spiral, then then you're going to see something. But I wonder when is the right time to put the hot seat on the coach? Yeah, I think that you know what when when you texted me that this morning and said and indicated to me that that would kind of be a topic of conversation. I really thought about it. And I said, well, it, this isn't the fun answer, but it really depends on the school, the situation that you're in. Like if you're if you're a coach at a, at a D1 program, if you're in the Mountain West. You know, and it, it depends on how much of a spotlight is on you. There's not that much of a spotlight on teams in the Mountain West or the or the MAC or, or things of that nature. So, and there's context and nuance, nuance to it. Also, yeah, if you're if you're Billy Napier and you're playing in the ultra competitive SEC and stuff, there's going to be pressure on you from game one. Um, so, for in my opinion, it, it's it's different between pro sports and college sports, right? In pro sports, I always felt that you got to give a program or a coach, a GM and a coach three full years to really make a fair evaluation. I think that's about the right time frame. Two years, you see what you got. And then going into the third year, you're either going like this on an upward trajectory or it's, it's, it's proven time in a third year. I, so three years feels like a fair barometer to me, but when you're talking about big time SEC, big 12, ACC football, big 10 football, Boy, it feels like the window's a lot narrower than three years, doesn't it? Well, look, um, college has less restrictions on your roster now than yeah, does the NFL. Right. Because, right. I mean, other than the 85 scholarship limit, um, you know, you can, you saw what Deion Sanders did. He just said, we're going to reboot this whole thing. I'm bringing in everybody. The Texans a few years ago were very clearly, you know, clearing out their roster and trying to build up draft picks through trades and futility. Um, right. And so they were, I mean, they weren't like the players aren't trying to lose. The coaches certainly aren't trying to lose. But when you do that, you only have like a little bit of a window to make that count. As we're now with the transfer portal and your 25 scholarships on average a year that you, you normally do. So between all that, you can, you don't have to do the old school thing in college football. Like, look, you got to give this guy four or five years because he's got to, depending on how bad the situation was, like, you know, I remember when Art Briles took over at Baylor, like they just needed to leave him alone for a little while and let him 
clear off and reboot completely. Now, right. if you're taking over a program that's already good, like Ryan Day at Ohio State, they were already great. So right. he has really nowhere to go but down, which is, which is a very hard position to be put in. It's the same kind of hard, really. It's just on like, you know, in the mirror verse, right? So yeah. it's reversed. And, but now I think, I think they kind of have to have sit like three years, like, you know, year two, you need to be showing some kind of oomph. And that way by year three, you can see what's, what's going on. We'll call it yeah. uh, lovingly the Norvell window. <laughs> so, because <laughs> that's, that's what Mike Norvell is kind of showing here is like, look, the first year was the COVID year. So that was the Mulligan year. Then 2021, they were so like, you could see good things sometimes, but they lost to Jacksonville State. Yeah. So you're like, okay, well, <laughs> you know, there are some good things happening, but you lost to an FCS school, so you can't really, you know, you've got to, the only way you come back from that and completely wipe it off is you get back in championship contention. Then right. year three, they win 10 games. So now, now he's on the up and people are confident about him. But had last year they'd been like six and six, you'd have been like, well, you know, like... Yes, you got them to six and six, but let's let's not be crazy here. The goal is not just getting to a bowl, right? Yeah, I, I think it, it depends on on what your what your standards are, and I think a lot of college football fans have an unreasonable amount of standards in some parts of the country. I think you would agree with that, yes. no doubt. But um, I think you have to get that. That's the top. my heart always went out to coaches, especially you know in the state of Texas, and and you know where. It's the old cliche of Friday Night Lights. You know, you lose a game or two, and then you've got four sales signs out in your front yard. And I just thought it was so ridiculous because people are so unreasonable and when it comes to what your expectation should be when a new man in charge comes in and takes over a program because he wants to do it his way. He wants to build his players, and he has his own vision and direction of where he wants to take the program, and that is going to take time. It doesn't just happen overnight. So these unreasonable expectations – that's why I've gotten – I've, I've grown so tired of sports fans in every single sport. It's just like, I want you to be seen and not heard at this yeah. point. And so it, it's, I, I think, it, again, it, go, it goes back to what I said at the beginning. It depends on where you are in the country, what type of program you have, what type of athletic director you have, the patience that, that is given to you. But I want to say, I think, I think three years is a fair barometer. Uh, especially like you said with the transfer portal now and how things can change so quickly. You improve your roster a lot more quickly than you could in the past. Yeah. I, I, I three years is a fair window. Yeah. And look, you, you've worked around it long enough. The, the key thing for a college to be successful in any sport is president, AD and coach are on the, like the same page all the time. Yep. That like everybody knows what their role is. Everybody supports, you know, they like, you don't, um, I love this phrase I learned from Matt Rule when he was here. He said, don't tell me no, tell me how. Like, don't tell me no, tell me how. Like, that, that leaves you to be productive. And so if you have people who are willing to do that, because so, sometimes people will blame the coach because they, they don't know. Like, you don't know right. the inner workings of an athletic department. It's boring to even read about, you know. Yep. Like, in fact, a lot of times if you start reading about it, you're like, I don't, I don't even know. Like, they're just... They're trying to flower up this thing of asking me to give them money. Like, that's all it is. But right. there's all these things. But if you go to the athletic director and be like, hey, listen, um, our big rival is Georgia. They're spending $3 million a year in their recruiting budget. I know that we can't spend three, but if we can, I've figured out if we spend 1.5, 
we can compete with them based on the way that we have to do things. And if the AD goes, how about $250,000, then it's not the coach's fault anymore. It's yeah. the AD's fault because he's decided that, no, it's not worth this much money to compete with Georgia. And then the coach will say, yeah, but our fans, we only lose to Georgia. And so since we only lose to Georgia and maybe like one other team, they want us to be on par. Well, they're spending three times as much as we are. So can we, can we bump that up? And you're like, no. Because then the AD saying like, look, I don't care if you beat Georgia or not. You're like, yeah, but you're like, one guy and you're right. at the mercy of them. I feel like Moneyball 2 is in the works right now, you know, <laughs> yeah. now that we have all this, the, the, the insight of what could happen when you're trying to put together a competitive Division One football program in today's world right now. It kind of feels that way. Yeah. The way we're talking is like, hey, you know, it sounds like Moneyball to me. Yeah. Well, look, um, I saw, I remember seeing that list when it came out. I think the Athletic or On3 put out what the recruiting budgets for each school were. And Georgia was spending a million dollars more than number two on the list. Wow. That's how much they're going all in on it. And, yeah. you know, some of those schools could easily see that and go, well, I guess we got to up our budget. But then Georgia's just going to like, you know, <laughs> another million, another million, another million. Yeah. And it's going to, yeah. it's going to spin, but yeah, you have to, you have to do that. So for coaches, it is a weird time to decide to me. I think you can see if there's nothing that tells you how this program's going to go up. If you recruit, if, if you don't have, some splashy recruits or some guys that are, you know, going to can maybe turn you around and the games can always end the same way. And it's just been yeah. that way for a couple of years. Then you maybe need, look, this isn't a fit. I also think that people need to divorce themselves from the idea of just because a guy can't coach at one place doesn't mean he can't, he, he can't at another. Sometimes right. they're just bad fits. You know, yeah. Bryce, uh, Brian Harson was a terrible fit at Auburn. Yeah. They didn't want him. Uh, and he didn't realize that people wouldn't want him to be the coach. And when he got there, he's like, oh, my gosh. And they're trying to make stuff up about him to get him fired. But he'll get another co a job in a couple a year or so. Somebody will hire him. And they'll go, man, this guy can coach. Yes, he can. Sometimes right. you just can't coach in a certain city. I mean, the first name that comes to mind for me is Chip Kelly. I know it's a little bit different with him going to the NFL. I mean, look what he did at Oregon. Look what happened in the NFL with him. And look at him now at UCLA. It's yeah. You're right. Right fit, right time, right support system is plays a huge, huge factor in your success as an overall program. It's not just the head coach. It's not. Yeah. No, it's there's so many other things that go into it. And people know that more now. I think like the whole realignment world, I, you know how much time I spent on my, my other podcast talking about TV deals and yeah. money and not like, well, you know. The people would be like, well, why is this school worth this much money? Like, I don't know, but TV yeah. says they are. Like, I'm not, yes. <laughs> that's it's how it is. It's a, it's a different business now. Mm -hmm. It used to be a different business, what, two years ago? Yeah. And it is a completely different business now, entirely. Yeah, absolutely. When we come back, Pierre is in the heart of Big Ten country. I'm curious what the buzz is on Mel Tucker. Well, not really Mel Tucker. We kind of know what the buzz is on Mel Tucker. But that job being open... Just yeah. two games into the season, really. And now, now here we are in week four. But two games into the season, everybody knows that, that Michigan State is open. And that gonna, is going to create a lot of, oh, you know, in Big Ten country about a lot of different coaches. We'll get Pierre's opinion on that. This is the Triple Option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. 
But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option. Here's your host, Paul Catalina. Pierre Newsham, Fox 9, Minneapolis, joins us on Thursdays. In our next segment, we'll have the picks. And uh, we'll also probably leave some time to discuss what songs, and maybe leave you some discussions, what songs that our duet should be. You know, so pick a duet. Like, that's what we need okay. to do. Islands in the Stream. Yeah. You know, yeah. May, maybe like Killing Me Softly by the Fugees. What's the other, what's, uh, what's the other one? Divided Together? Divided together. Oh, wait, I should, probably shouldn't sing myself because I might be a copyright infringement. No, I think like, that was wow. that was Islands in the Stream. Oh, is that what it but, is? Yeah. Is that what it's called? Uh, Islands in the Stream. That, that is what we are. Is that what it's the name of the song? Yeah. I never even knew that was the name of the song. Divided together. together. Uh -huh. yeah, that's what I always yeah. thought it was. Yeah. That's what, I just showed my complete ignorance just now. Yeah. I had no idea that was the name of the song. Does young, does young Gravy do a duet with anybody? <laughs> Good God, he sucks. <laughs> what, a, what a freaking disaster of a, of a quote-unquote artist he is. <laughs> Paul, did you ever Jeez. listen to that Young Gravy song I sent you? Yeah, I did. It was, it was not good. Yeah, no, I it's not. Betty. I said, oh, what he, do you mean went and found it? It's young <laughs> gravy. It's not tough to find. No, I, it's not tough to find at all. And he's living a life that I just I, cannot comprehend whatsoever. As a matter of fact, since I listened to it, I have a bunch of things that pop up on my Instagram, which are people doing this thing of rap music when I was young and rap music today. And the rap music today is him. Like yes. it's, it's him because they'll, they'll play something like Big Papa. And then like they'll play that and you're like, oof. <laughs> Dude, yeah. it is. Wait, wait, you're just lucky you haven't seen him in person. Yeah. Twice. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. I, I can't wait. I can't wait till he becomes old gravy one day. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about God. Yeah, I wonder oh, what the conversation between old gravy and young gravy. Yeah, young. Yeah. yeah. It's just Y U N G. Yeah. yeah. Correct. It's like Correct. Trump pronouncing hung. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All I right. I would love to see young gravy kind of look at. Oh, video, when he's older like that, just look at videos of himself when he was young and then just think what old gravy would say to young gravy. Yeah. You, you ever like you ever like watch home videos of yourself like opening Christmas presents when you were a kid and think, yeah, oh, how did I ever get a girl to go out with me? 100%. Yeah. Without, yeah. without question. That's what I hope I he feels like without later question. on. question. Yeah. No doubt. That feeling no of doubt. like, oh, how did how did I ever like this is I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> like, you just call up right. your parents and be like, hey, listen. I was super hopped up on candy that morning. I have no excuse for my behavior. <laughs> but, uh, okay, Pierre, Michigan State is open. 
You are in the heart of Big yeah. Ten country. You do the coaches show with a guy I think would probably be a candidate for that job. Now, he can take himself out of that at, at probably any time. But Michigan State has a, like, really kind of has to get this right because Mark D'Antonio went out because he stood in the way of sexual assault and sexual harassment investigations, although now he's back advising. In right. right. I mean, maybe that's like, you know, in the cop shows where they bring the crook in to show how he'd break in, like, so they avoid it. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? This is, how, this is it's like it's like catch me if you can at the end. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Like that that's what that's what it is. But um so I don't I don't get that whole thing, but Michigan State cannot mess this up. They really have to get this right. Their administration, this is the AD and president are now probably in question too in that this has gone on again because not only did you have a coach leave for similar issues at Larry Nasser U. Yeah. You had a coach that did this to a vendor and should have known that, look, of all the people that you'd be interested in starting a relationship with, you do not go down this road unless you were 1 million percent sure that this is always going to be mutual. Yeah. 1 million percent. Like, of all the people you sexually harass is the lady who came to teach you about sexual harassment is really, really stupid. Really yes. stupid. So you have to get this right. So what's the buzz in Big Ten country about the tentacles of this going out? And, you know, it's not just P.J. Fleck. It could be Brian Hartline. It could be, you know, kind of anybody that's an up-and-comer. And, look, not even, you know, I mentioned on, on the show the other day, Jason Candle from Toledo. Like, guys mm -hmm. on the rise. It is, it's going to be interesting to go through a year with such a big job, Michigan State Open, and, you know, around it how, how people will react to that. Well, my, my first initial reaction is what is in the water in, in Big Ten? With, I mean, you had Jim, Har or, uh, yeah, you had Jim Harbaugh or uh, John Harbaugh. I, I always forget John Harbaugh, excuse me, because I'm watching the NFL all the freaking time. Uh, one of the Harbaugh's, I keep forgetting. Jim, Jim Harbaugh's at Michigan, but Jim, yeah. Jim is at Michigan, yes. Mm -hmm. I always keep forgetting. Jim, you know, suspended for the beginning of the season. Mm -hmm. Then you had the whole thing, the whole situation in Northwestern with Pat Fitzgerald. Uh, that was turned into a very ugly situation as well. And now you have the situation with Mel Tucker at Michigan State. So, first of all, can we get everybody in order, please, just for five minutes? That would be nice. Um, when it comes to Michigan State, you know, I know that you had mentioned that, you know, perhaps, you know, PJ Fleck is maybe a guy who could be interested in that job or somebody that Michigan State would be interested in bringing in. Um, if I was PJ Fleck, not that I'm trying to keep him here by any means, and I'm not, you know, I don't work for him. I'm not his PR man or anything, but if I'm PJ Fleck and I'm looking at that situation over there, I'm not so sure I want to be a part of that situation yeah. because until that, that university and that whole administration proves that they can keep things together, uh, for, you know, more than a year and, and have the waters be calm for more than a year or two, I'm not so sure I want to step into that. He's got a good situation here. Um, could he possibly sell Michigan state more than, you know, to recruits more than Minnesota? Yeah, I think he probably could, but we talk about this all the time. We, th we think to ourselves, does the way PJ Fleck run his program, does that, would that work in a lot of bigger other places? And we keep kind of shaking our heads at each other. And we think to ourselves, I don't know if this would work in sec country. I don't know if this would work in Big 12 country, maybe the what will now soon be the former Pac-12, maybe in a school here or there. But um, I, I'm not so sure. 
I, I think, you know, he's got, he's got Michigan ties. That's yeah. for sure. But I don't know how eager he would be for this job. The one candidate I would, I would sooner or later, somebody's going to know this, notice this guy. And it's Minnesota's defensive coordinator, Joe Rossi. If you look at the body of work that Minnesota's defense has had over the last couple of years. And again, this year, the proof is in the pudding with the way he runs this defense and with the way the guys play hard for him. I don't know. You know, I'm sure he has a desire to be a head coach, but he's never really expressed that with us. So, but he's a guy that I would pay attention to because like I said, the proof is in the pudding with the way he runs his defense and these guys really show up for him week in and week out and the numbers don't lie. So that's a guy I think maybe they would might have an eye on if PJ wants to remain here. But uh, as far as the rest of the candidates around the big 10, we're looking at that job. Uh, I think you're probably looking at that job with a little bit of hesitancy after what we've seen over the last, what, handful of years. Yeah, you know what I would do also, just scheme-wise, I would pick somebody who's maybe a little bit different and out of the box based on what's about to happen to the Big Ten. You've got UCLA, right. USC, Oregon, and Washington all coming in. They all run wide-open offenses. Wisconsin's already right. reacted to that, and Purdue's already reacted to that, right? So you're going to have, yeah. you know, what, six teams that are running those kind of offenses. Um, Matt Rule's not going to really run it wide open at Nebraska, although he'll he'll – kind of bend to what the talent tells him to do, but he's not going to run the, you know, Phil Longo scheme that they're running at Wisconsin at Nebraska. So, you you know, you can really say nothing bad about Ohio State's offense. They're fine. Michigan's always right. going to be built on, like, big, gigantic, you know, everybody in the offensive line is 6'5", 325, straight across the board and athletic. So they're going to be built on double tight ends running the football. That's what they do. But if I'm Michigan State, I might want to go – Outside the box. Look, Jack, our producer, he's he's a Purdue enthusiast, even though he's a Baylor alum. Would that be a fair assessment of you? Yeah. Purdue enthusiast? And they they're starting to run the spread. Are you happy with that? Yeah. They've always run the But Do I you mean not know who Joe Tiller is? Uh, okay. But they're starting to run the basketball kind of grass, man. Texas spread now that they've brought Graham Harrell in. Yeah. So yeah, so Purdue is Purdue's now leaned into two coaches in a row. Right. So or three, I guess, uh, with Brom and, and, you know, uh, but yeah, they're they're leaning even more into it. They're trying to blaze new trail. So I don't know. I would bring in somebody like that. What what about, you know, and I don't know what his contract situation would be, but we just talked about how the Pac-12 will soon no longer be the Pac-12. But what about Jonathan Smith? Oh, he's he was number two on my list in the top five of the other day. That that is a guy I would I would go out and and he's at his alma mater. So it's probably going to take. Some yeah. convincing, but given what's befallen them, that's not his fault at all. And the right. way that he's got them on the up, I would see like, hey, what's the dollar figure that's going to get you to leave there and come come back into the power four? Right. I, I think I think I think anyone who would be tempted by it, a hundred percent. You know, I, I think if they want to look on the outside, I think that's a name for sure that you have to keep your eye on with the way he's just turned that program around. And how good that they have been so far this year. Um, I, I think that one thing that I will say, I know we mentioned PJ Fleck as maybe a possibility. One thing that I'll say about PJ is I, you and I have talked about this before. A lot of people may not understand, you know, his methods and they, they think it might be kind of weird. And the guy, you know, some, some of the players, they end up talking like him. It's almost feels like it's, you know, I know this is a strong word to say, but it almost feels like a cult like situation with how they use their diction and how they start sounding like him after a while. But I, I worry about the results. 
And the results are this program was nothing. Right? I mean, they had a year or two here or there every once in a while, but this program for the most part was nothing in terms of relevancy in the Big Ten, let alone a national scale before he got here. But his players don't get into, into, into a lot of trouble. We don't really have a lot of issues with the football players here in Minneapolis. Their grades are pretty good. He has a pretty good graduate rate for some of the guys who, who play. I, it, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty good ship here that he's running. I I don't if I'm an AD, I would be very attracted to a situation like that because even though his methods might be a little bit I don't know abnormal to some people, uh, uh, antiquated I would say or yeah. old school. Yeah, the results are the results. And the results here have been, for the most part, very good. Yeah. So, I think he would be a very strong candidate anywhere. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. You mentioned that defensive quarter. I'm curious to see what will happen with him, especially if they keep giving up. Like even in games that they lose, you give up 17 points and and lose a game. It's not the DC's fault. He's done everything he can in modern right. college football. So they gave up. They gave up 31 against North Carolina too. But you know what? Their offense just. In that game, their offense gave them no help. Their run game was very good, but their quarterback, Ethan Calliak-Manis, I mean, boy, he's had a tough go of it so far this season. So they're really going to need more from him to keep their offense on the field because their defense can't do everything. They forced two turnovers in that game. I mean, the turnover battle was even, um, but it, it still just it wasn't enough. They they were susceptible to the pass in that game, but um, that's it's it's kind of funny to say it like that. Yeah, even though they give up thirty one. My, that's not where my attention is. Yeah, my Look, attention's over on offense. Yeah, even though they, they're they're going to play some good quarterbacks this year, it's not going to be Drake May every week. Correct. <laughs> yeah, it's Correct. not going to be him every week. Yes, uh, absolutely. Correct. All right. You know what? Let's go ahead and take a break and give us some more time for pick 'em. I just thought up uh, a couple other duets that we'll we'll throw out there. Um, nice. You know, one of them isn't even a duet. It's just like it's like four people. But if you each learn two parts, then then it could be it could be really fun. And during the break, I'm going to reteach myself the difference between Jim and John Harbaugh because I couldn't keep that straight for a moment. So Look, this is a good time to take a break. Th there's not much. There's yeah. not much. <laughs> their, their parents barely know. <laughs> they just look around. Am I in Baltimore or I am in Ann Arbor? That's how they know <laughs> where, which house they're in. <laughs> that sounds about right to me. Yeah. Am I, yeah. Am I, am I crab cakes or Zingerman's? That's all they, that's all they know uh, right there. When we come back, it's time for the picks. This is the triple option on 365 Sports. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable, so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Welcome to the Triple Option, 
Here's your host, Paul Catalina. All right, it's time for Pick'em. As you see the records here, I am a hearty ever coming back nine and six. Pierre is 11 and four and in first place and hasn't had to do a punishment yet. Uh, Jack is eight and seven and Garrett and Levi bringing up the rear at seven and eight. Uh, both uh, Jack and Levi went out a limb last week and, and got burned. Although Levi claims that the first half versus South Carolina should count for something because he was, he was right for, let's call it 24 minutes. It absolutely should. They covered, <laughs> and that's what I was going for. <laughs> Too bad this isn't a pick em against the spread. Yes. So, Somebody oh, had God. the courage to do it. So. <laughs> Jack, who, Jack who, did you, who was your out on the limb last week? You picked? I picked Pitt. Pitt. And that, look, that game was pretty good. So, um, you know, uh, West Virginia fought back with their backup quarterback, played really solid defense when they needed to, and that's how they won that game. Okay, so here's another duet I thought of, Pierre, uh, since you were also a child of the 90s like me. Do you remember the song with Lady Marmalade that, like, they uh, did the remake for with Christina Aguilera? Of and, course. Um, I think Missy Elliott. Like, I can't remember. Like, there were four of them. Like, little Kim might have been in there. I think. 100%. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. It was Pink, Christina Aguilera, Maya, and uh, and Missy Elliott. Right? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, okay. Boom. So yeah, Lady Lady Marmalade. Okay, so here's what we're we're playing for this week. Alrighty. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm not looking. I'm kind of looking. No, I'm not. Hold on. I've got a couple tangled in my hand. Okay. We are playing. Oh, this is my favorite one. This is honestly. My favorite one. This is your least favorite food. So uh, you will have to do the pick'em segment while you eat your least favorite food. So for uh, me, it would be cauliflower. Okay. I don't, I don't like cauliflower. I don't trust it. I don't like how it's trying to sneak its way into being chicken wings and mashed potatoes and stuff. Pizza crust. Okay. It's deceptive and it's wrong. Okay. It's the biggest okay. liar of all foods. Cauliflower. Uh... Jack, what is your least favorite food? Bananas. Bananas. That doesn't sound so bad. Garrett? The texture's terrible. Yeah. Man, I honestly have too many. This is, this is my worst nightmare when it comes yeah. to these picks. All right. So, Garrett, better be on it. Levi, what is yours? I'm not a picky eater, but chicken salad, like the texture of it is just disgusting to me. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. And Pierre, what was yours? I have several, to be honest, but like, I can go in a number of directions. I always hated the texture of oatmeal. Okay. Uh, and I, um, let's see, what else? I hate celery and I hate, or no, sorry, cucumber. I hate okay. cucumber. Okay. And I hate, uh, and I hate peanut butter. Okay. So if I, you I hate peanut, peanut butter. butter. Wow. I do. Yes, I do. It's disgusting to I me. Feel, I feel like we should vote for peanut butter. Here <laughs> yeah. If, yeah. If he loses. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm, peanut butter and oatmeal or whatever. I'm, I'm going there. <laughs> Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Gross. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into it. Um, we will. Uh, we'll. We'll build to the duet, and we'll see what happens. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna throw in. We gotta figure out conditions for a, a, a punishment swap. I thought of another song as well. Okay. Uh, of uh, the uh, the Taylor Swift Bon uh, Bon Iver song, the Exile. Oh yeah. Song. That's a. That's a. That would be a very heartfelt. And you have to look each other in the eyes, too, when you're singing it the whole time. Yeah. Never lose eye contact. Uh, yeah. Whoever, whoever gets the Tay-Tay part has really got some 
That's why, like, my daughter, it's not a duet, but my daughter had a suggestion of 22 by Taylor Swift that they have to sing. Nah. Oh. Not bad. Yeah. Not bad. Deal. There we go. I like that. Okay. Um, we'll, start, uh, we'll start with Levi. So grab the mic there, Levi. Uh, UCLA and Utah. Looks like Cam Rising is going to play in this game for the Utes. Uh, so he's been practicing, um, you know, Kyle Whittingham has kept us very close to the vest, but this seems to be like what they were holding him out for to take on the best offense they've seen all year in UCLA and Chip Kelly. Yeah. I'll be curious to see how Cam Rising plays. I mean, when they were in Waco, I know they had a lot of injuries, but I was not impressed and they played a very, very, very bad Baylor team, um, and kept it pretty close. I love Utah. I love that program, but I think I'll go with UCLA this week. All right. Levi picking the Bruins. Garrett. I'm actually going to follow Levi, man. I, I, I'm glad Cam Rising's back, but I still have a lot of concerns about the defensive players and the other injuries surrounding Utah right now. All right. Yeah, I, I – well, let's not move. There we go. Jack. Utah. Utah. Cam Rising's back. Yeah, I, I don't how I don't see how people are overlooking this one. Like, yeah, he's back. All right, they're gonna win. Look, hey, uh, he changes the whole offense. Like they've got playmakers on that offense. Of course, Jaquinta Jackson's been banged up and playing through some injuries too, which is kind of interesting to me. But um, I do wonder, like, you know, what about those playmakers that haven't gotten to do anything because the guys who've been throwing the ball are not. Cam Rising, so or getting to the ball, so that that'll be interesting. Cam Rising, not probably going to run as much, but still, Jack, uh, very very good observation. Pierre, what do you got? I think I'm going to go with Utah as well. I just I just Utah at home. Something about Utah at home that always just, they just seem really tough to play at out in Utah. So I'm going Utah. Yeah, I, this is this is to me was the hardest one for me to pick because of the Cam Rising factor and. I'm going to trust Kyle Whittingham and that he's not going to put him out on the field unless he knows he can help them win and score with the UCLA team that's going to be really good. It's a, the, you know, Dante Moore, number one quarterback in the country, uh, true freshman starting for UCLA. He's a fantastic player. Uh, he's, you know, we get to watch him for two full more, full more years after this one. I'm looking forward to that as a fan. But I'm going to go with the grizzled old man, Kyle Whittingham, and the Utes. Um, and this might be just because Chip Kelly was rude to me in an elevator one time, but <laughs> he just, did you deserve it? I don't. Did you I just, it? I just said, "Hey, coach, that's all I did." Also, who has yeah. UCLA played? That true. I mean, why, yeah. why should I believe that their amazing offense is amazing after putting 27 on Coastal Carolina, 35 on not a good San Diego State team, and then 59 on North Carolina Central, who they should put 59 on? Oh yeah. Okay. All right, let's let's move on back here. This one if this one was in in the Grove, I would have easily not waffled and picked Ole Miss. I've gone mm -hmm. back and forth because Alabama doesn't lose games at home that often. Uh, they lost at home a couple weeks ago. Uh, they barely, you know, got out of South Florida with their lives, and I think they're just kind of a mess right now. So in a game that would be like, it's going to be closer than it would be if it was in Mississippi. I am picking Alabama's goals to be very different for the season. I'm taking Ole Miss, and I'm on the lane train tonight. I, you know, you know how I feel about Nick Saban. I would love, I would love nothing more than to see this ship just continue to tank. But um, he, he's too good of a coach, I think, for them to lose two games in a row. 
And I, or not two games in a row, I should say, but like, you know, I, I hate this pick, Paul. God, why you make me do this? Uh, <laughs> I'm going with Alabama. Don't ask me why, but I'm going with Alabama. He says, roll tide roll. Jack. I'm sitting over here trying to remember exactly what the score of Alabama, Texas was 34, 24. I don't think Ole Miss has anywhere near the defense that Texas does. And just because Milrow didn't play last week when I think Saban was trying to figure out if he has an actual passer doesn't mean that they can't put up 30 points on Ole Miss's defense. I I trust Saban, too. I'm going with Alabama. All right. Garrett, our actual resident SEC fan. That's right. That's right. Uh, you know, this is a really tough game. I'm going to ride with Ole Miss, take it to the sip. Uh, I think it's Lane Kiffin's time. You've seen Sark finally jump up and get Saban. Kirby's surpassed, not past him, but Kirby's held his own. We've seen Jimbo get him. It's time for Kiffin. All right, Levi. I would say the news of Nick Saban's death has been gradually or greatly over-exaggerated. Um, I would want, I want Ole Miss to win this game. I hope they do. That would be awesome for college football, but I'll go with Alabama. Going to Alabama. This is the... This, this is what we were hoping for. Diversity in the picks, which we... Yes, and also I think it's worth mentioning we didn't do... FSU, Clemson, and uh, Colorado, Oregon, because we all had the same pick. Yeah. Okay. Maybe my my favorite game of the weekend is Oregon State and Wazoo, uh, and it's because both these teams are the ones that are left behind in the pack. Now the pack two. This is the pack two challenge. Uh, both of them have really fun offenses. Both of them have really big wins uh, so far in this year. They both have really cool quarterbacks to watch in DJU and, and Cam Ward and what. I mean, we've seen from DJU this year, it's kind of criminal what Dabo was doing to him at Clemson. Uh, he's been really fun to watch. Cam Ward, you know, incarnate word transfer, just tearing it up in the Pac-12. Levi, who you got? Yeah, this is probably my favorite game of the weekend. Um, when I watched Oregon State, San Jose State a couple weeks ago, I was just so impressed by the physicality on defense. They just have athletes everywhere, which is crazy. Um, and But Washington State, I've always kind of rooted for them. I love Cam Ward. I watched... I'm a sicko, and I watched him at Incarnate Word. So I, he's probably my favorite player in college football. So I'll go with Cam Ward and Wazoo. All right, we're going to go Cam Ward. Come on, pop out there, buddy. There you go. All right, Garrett, who you got? Ugh, yeah, I, honestly, I think this is probably going to be the best game all weekend. Uh, I hate what's happened to both of these programs. But at the end of the day, I think Oregon State has the better defense. Give me the Beavers. All right. Garrett loves Beaver. Okay. <laughs> Jack. Despite me wearing this sweatshirt today, <laughs> yes. um, I'm actually going to go with Oregon State. I just feel like the new clock rule combined with a better defense and just their style of play, it all just seems like it's going to go together to give them the win. Absolutely. Okay. Pierre. I want to be on the record saying I fully believe that Oregon State is the better team, but we mentioned her earlier in the podcast. Yeah, and if I, I was, was waiting on this for podcast, it. And mentioned, and I did not pick Washington State for our friend Nikki Lorenzo. She probably would never let me hear the end of it. So I'm going to go with Washington State. Ah, you're going with Wazoo. Well, you're a better friend of her than me because I am a Jonathan Smith stan. <laughs> and I'm going with the Beavers. Look how different these picks look. This oh, is man. great. This is going to be great. Yeah, some, somebody, look, I'm going to make a prediction. Somebody who hasn't been punished yet. It's probably getting punished, which means <laughs> maybe you or me, Pierre. Yeah. But it's going to no be wild. Yeah. So you and I are, are, you know, we only have one similarity. So 
Fair. Yeah. You want to get nuts? Come on. Let's get nuts. Let's get nuts. <laughs> okay. I, I'm not even, I'm going to just short, uh, Ohio State, they're, you know, a great program, blah, 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 blah. You know, they've got a freshman quarterback, blah, 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 blah. I also am a big, when I'm talking about people I stand for, Sam Hartman. Boom. You've heard me talk about him a bunch. I'm picking Notre Dame at home, and this is going to send the hype train in South Bend, not to Dion hype train levels because nobody can do that, but the college football world is going to be buzzing about the Irish after they beat Ohio State, which I think will be a very, very good game. Sam Hartman, the story I'm talking about here, but Audric Estime against that Ohio State defense, I think he's going to run for a bunch of yards. I'm going Notre Dame here. I, I, I honestly coin flip this game probably mm-hmm. 10 times because that's what it honestly feels like. It's a coin flip. And I have I can make the case for either team, but and I'm not even going to get into it because it's just going to take forever. And I'm going to try to talk myself in or out of something. So I'm just going to take Notre Dame as well. I'm taking the Irish. All right. This is that counts as my going to mass this week, too, by the way. Yeah, was <laughs> <laughs> a good Catholic boy. All right. Jack, another good Catholic boy. Yeah, I am. Um... I do think Ohio State has more talent, but I just, you got to have the QB to win the close games. And I think Sam Hartman's that guy. And it's at Notre Dame. I got to ride with the Catholics. Yeah. And Purdue fan too. Really hard for you, I know. Yeah, that would hurt, <laughs> but I also hate Ohio State. Yeah. So it's, it's equal. So, all right, Garrett, who you got? Uh, if Brian Kelly was still coaching, I would take Ohio State because he blows it in big games. Uh, give me Notre Dame. All right. Will Levi be the one? I thought I was going to be like the only person that did pick Notre Dame. Um, I feel like for the past decade in these types of games, Notre Dame just always chokes, um, aside from like that one Clemson game. But I love, I love Sam Hartman, and I think it's going to be tough for Ohio State with the young quarterback to go on the road. So Whoa. I'll go with the Fighting Irish. There we, we go. Actually wow. all did not agree. expect that. No, I did not. I thought that one would be all over the board. This one I'm curious to see. Right, Levi, we'll start with you. BYU in Kansas. BYU really showed out uh, against Arkansas last week against an athletic quarterback uh, in K.J. Jefferson. Uh, they're going to play a guy who I think is better in, in, in Jalen Daniels at Kansas. He is, we had a, a question, Pierre, earlier on the summer from a, from a listener that said, if you could take any quarterback in the Big 12 and put him on your team with two minutes left, who would it be? I think we all voted for Jalen Daniels because he's just – like, in that situation, that's the guy you want. Uh, and so the fact that we're, we're picking Kansas and confident in Kansas shows you where Lance Leipold has taken that program. So, Levi, I'll let you go first. Yeah, this is a really interesting game. Kansas is favored by 10. That's pretty surprising mm-hmm. to me. Honestly, what was more surprising was this offseason, like, BYU being projected towards the bottom of the Big 12. I'm like, I never got it because they've been playing such a tough schedule that I figured they would be one of the – schools that could translate the easiest. And so even though they're big underdogs here, I'll go with BYU. You are going with the Mighty Mormons. BYU, okay. Garrett. Uh, yeah. Um, I think I'm going to ride with BYU in this one. Okay. I, I, I went against the grain last week. They, they proved me wrong in Fayetteville. All right, Jack. So last week, on Garrett's in my podcast, I actually took BYU. I don't know why I didn't carry that over to this show. Would have helped me out. Yeah. Um, but I just don't see them going on the road two weeks in a row and stealing a win. Not like steal, steal, but, you know, I, I like Kansas's talent. I love Kansas's coaching. So I got to ride with the Jayhawks at home. Yeah. All right, Pierre, who you got? 
Yeah, last week we all took Arkansas over BYU, and they all, you know, BYU made us all look foolish in that pick. Um, my my gut is telling me that like I should stick with B. I like the hot hand here with BYU, but I'm not going to do it. I I think Kansas is the better team. I'm going to go with Kansas. All right. Although I would say 10 point spread feels a bit much in this situation. It, it does. It does. Um, look, this is. Uh, I mean, I, I don't have to do this for football. If this was a basketball game, I would have to pick Kansas. Homer. <laughs> My wife is a Kansas uh, grad, and when it comes to basketball, uh, to say rabid fan would be putting it mildly. Like, like Cujo, rabid is how she is when it comes to basketball. But I, I still want to score some points with my wife. And I, uh, I do think Jalen Daniels, the difference in this one, uh, to me, I think he covers. The 10-point spread feels big. I think Jalen Daniels will cover it. Big fan of Kalani Sataki and what he does at BYU. But I think on the road, two weeks in a row, like Jack said, uh, a quarterback who's better than K.J. Jefferson, and that game was right down to the end against Arkansas. I like Kansas. Uh, to go what four and uh this week, and second and straight four and zero second straight four and start under Lance Leipold. I'm going rock chalk Jayhawk. I love you, Amanda. There you go. I think he was tasked with working in the phrase rock chalk Jayhawk. <laughs> I, she didn't even know. She didn't even know. I'm going to surprise her later, or if she's well, watching looking, now, but she's working. So I'm looking at the board. Right, I don't see a single. Same column, I don't think. Am I seeing that right? You're I don't right. think any of us has a single same column. No, right. absolutely not. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So this is this is gonna get wild this week. This is this might be where we catch up to you, Pierre. Well, I mean, I, it's certainly a good. Problem. I could only ride this train for so long. I knew this wasn't gonna last. I mean, so, Paul, you and I each only have one difference with Pierre. Yeah. Well, can't, we're getting. So Garrett and Levi can make up the most ground on Pierre this week. Yes. So True. We coming. True. <laughs> All right. <laughs> two, two games we did not pick because we thought uh, everybody would go all the same way. But we'll talk about them because we've got a couple minutes. Pierre, how do you see Florida State and Clemson going? And how do you see Oregon and Colorado going? Well, you know, you know, I can never make you upset on your own show. So you know, <laughs> I, I'm going with the, I, I'm going with Florida State. I think Florida State they're playing really good football right now, aren't they? I mean, they just look like they're well, pretty dialed the in. Boston College scare last week was yeah was a lot, but I'm I'm hoping it was just kind of escaping a trap game. That's the thing. That's the, like even even when you have games like that, I don't. If it's closer than you think, I still don't think it's all that bad because. I'm I'm the kind of guy that always thinks you only got to win by one, and I, I don't like the idea of style points and stuff. You find a way to get the job done, and that's good enough for me. You got the job done, um, so I'm going Florida State. What was the other one you said? Oregon and Colorado. Look, Oregon's twenty point favorites in this one. This is yeah. Dion's biggest test so yeah. far. But how do you see Colorado taking on what is going to be by far the best quarterback and offense they've played? And that includes TCU, who's got a really good offense, but Bo yeah. Nix is a really really good player. Really good player, and I, you already know probably what the message is in that Colorado locker room, all the way from Dion. Dion is like, they're downing us again. What did we do in week one? What did we do last week when our backs were up against the wall against Colorado State? Well, you know, what reason do we have to believe that just because it's number 10 Oregon that we have to suddenly fold and come back to – come back down to earth? Why do we need to think that at all? So I, while I don't think – I don't think it'll be uh, – again, I think that, that sounds like a pretty big spread to me. I don't think it'll be, it'll be that – lopsided of a game i'm still gonna go with oregon 
Um, but I definitely don't think it's going to be a 20 point game. I can tell you that much. That's for sure. Yeah. I think that's going to be a tough cover for Oregon. Uh, that, that to me only gets covered late. If they have yes. a couple kind of like wild plays yes. at yes. the end while Col- if Colorado was like trying to get back in it. Uh, so that's, uh, that's going to be interesting uh, on Saturday. All right, Pierre, thank you so much. Enjoy your weekend. We will talk to you next week. And hopefully we are finding what your least favorite kind of peanut butter is. Uh, if you're like, gross. if you hate Skippy more than Jeff or more than Peter Pan. I couldn't even tell you. I've never had like any of it, so I couldn't even tell you which one's the worst one. Okay. They're all the worst one in my opinion. When was the last time you had peanut butter? Probably as a kid, a peanut butter jelly sandwich. Would I, I would have to like stomach through. You know, I can get through a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but on peanut butter, because like, I, yeah, what do people put like, what is it, ants on a log? Yeah. Is that what it's called? They put a little on the, the on no, a celery stick? Yeah. That's disgusting. What with is wrong raisins with on it? Yeah. We we fought wars, so we wouldn't have to do this. Like, <laughs> what is, that is disgusting. Come on now. Yeah. All right, Pierre. Have a great weekend. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Look at this wild pickup that we have going on. Oh, I'm going to be eating some cauliflower. I just feel it. Man. And here's what I'll do because. Our staff here, Pierre, is a little bit concerned that I am making them do all this stuff. If it is cauliflower, I will eat every kind of cauliflower that you guys can think to throw at me. Plain cauliflower, cauliflower pizza, the just bull crap that is those cauliflower chicken wings. I will muscle it down the whole segment because I care about these guys. That's a brave man. Poor Levi had to sit in a porta potty last week <laughs> in the midst of like the biggest weather swing you can imagine. <laughs> I have severe doubts about how bad that porta potty was. I don't think it was anything worse than like, oh, someone farted we, in here. We could have we could have made him do it like after the yeah. game. That would have been way worse, but you know, baby steps, baby steps. Yeah. All right, Pierre, have a good one. Guys, thank Thanks, you so guys. much. This is the Triple Option 365 Sport. If your business is like most, you need things done quickly. But if you're still tying your critical applications together on multiple shared public networks, you've probably been feeling the slowdown. And that's no good for business. A private UPN fiber network can get you and your business moving at the speed of light. Whatever you need, we can build it. Internet, Metro Ethernet, Waves, Dark Fiber. We deliver custom private networks and are focused on business customers only. Our next generation 100% fiber optic infrastructure offers you low latency and ultra scalable bandwidth with speeds up to 100 gigabit to run your critical applications. Your connection won't be limiting your performance anymore. It's diverse and scalable so it can grow and change as your business grows and changes. And with a secure carrier-grade private network, you'll have all the reliability you need. Contact UPN today to learn more. Fast just got faster.